You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, punters, dribblers, welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week, uh, joined as always by my darling friend and uh, longtime confidant, if I'm being honest, knows my deepest, darkest secrets, Edward Simpson. Welcome to you. Hello, Tom. Pleasure to be here. Now, obviously, shit loads to talk about in the world of sport. A lot's going on. Feels like State of Origin was last year. I feel like, you know, it was that long ago. They say, Eddie, and I don't know if you've heard this famous sporting uh, colloquialism, adage, if you will, mm. weeks a long time in sport. Yeah, I've heard that one before. Have you heard that one? And yeah. I feel like it's very long in this case because State of Origin was, I mean, what, 12 months ago? It feels like 12 months ago. It's only been five days, but some of the longest five days of my life. Yep. Uh, professionally, punters, dribblers. Um, and by professional, I mean as in a professional sports watcher. Yes. Which is what I... Professional dribbler. A professional dribbler. Certainly a long time in my dribbling career. But I do want to talk about last Wednesday. Night. We're going to have to touch on it, Eddie. Because it was so special Famous. for the state, for Tom and I, for the punter and the dribbler. Because the way it culminated was fucking sensational. And it has been, punters, dribblers, in the last five days, the five days of epic finales, almost. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? In all the big sporting events littered across the globe, they've had epic finishes. Correct. They have some, all been amazing finishes. They've all been amazing finishes. Some contentious, some... Uh, disappointing Disappointing And some euphoric And re- well really only one has been euphoric So we'd sort of said if Two you- have been absolutely dog shit Yes So I guess maybe you get some idea Of what's going to be coming up on the show uh, PDs Obviously we're going to touch on Origin We're going to touch on the Cricket World Cup final The CWC final Yep uh, Wimbledon, Wimbledon Obviously Obviously Wimbledon There might be a sm- uh you know, a few little tidbits here and there. A smattering of sure. other topics. We can't, that was, was the word you were looking yeah, for, wasn't well, it? I like that you look for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't know because I could spend, you know, 45 minutes on each of the three big topics. Then be out of puff. I'll be out of puff and I'll have to go home and lay down because I'll be exhausted. So yeah. I won't get to the tidbits, to the smattering. No. So we'll see what happens, punters, dribblers. Promising nothing this week. But Promising delivering nothing. everything. Yeah. Well, delivering everything I want to deliver, yeah. which is all the show is ever, is ever going to be, will ever be. Yeah, you underpromise and overdeliver because I think often as well in times gone by, Eddie, we've we've promised things that have never turned up in the podcast. Look, I'm st- I'm going to stop doing that because so many times we do it, we just read out what's on our list, and inevitably, you we know, forget. we might start a topic and go, "That was shit." Yeah, didn't enjoy that, or there's no way I'm talking about that loser. I don't even know why you brought him up in the opening. That's so, it. Now, before we go on, here we are. Uh, just a little promo plug. Uh, we we are opening the show for the Great Cricketer, their Sydney show, on Wednesday, July 31st. Okay. So, obviously, Shit. moving up in the world, punters, dribblers. Now, the great gentleman at Great Cricketer... Uh, friends been, of the show. Friends of the show, kind enough to... Uh, allow us to bring down the uh, the quality of the evening. Well, I think what they're doing is they're using the powerful tool of juxtaposition, Tom. Right. Juxtaposing us with them. They're, they're thus lifting their performance. Correct. So they're, they're sort of eloquent, well-spoken uh, cricket analysis juxtaposed with our... With the dribbler. 
dribble and sort of uh, your penchant for the uh, preposterous. Yes. Yes, a penchant for the preposterous. <laughs> Just doused in dribble. Now, I believe it's already sold out, Punish Dribblers, so promoting it only really for self, self-fellatio, self-fellating purposes. Yes, Basically but also, sucking ourselves yeah, off. Yeah, but Gumtree and eBay exist in this world. That's true. And I'm sure there's a second-hand market. The resale market for, for TGC Live tickets would have to be through oh, the roof. There'd be one, and off the back of this, this announcement... Yeah. I expect that second market to now be very lucrative indeed. Yes. Unfortunately, taking money out of their pockets, and that's not what we want, friends of the show, as we said, but no, well, we no, can't help if we... No, that, no, it'd be out of the punter and the dribbler's pocket. Sure, but they aren't seeing any of the revenue from that resale. No. No. <laughs> no, well, neither are we. <laughs> You're right. The You're punter right. and the dribblers. <laughs> the astute punter and the astute yeah. dribbler yeah, yeah. who sensed in their loins there was a chance that Hello Sport had rock up and drive price prices through the roof. Yeah, do a tight 10 mins. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that's good investing. Yes. And I'm not going to knock a bloke who can spot a, spot a bull from a mile away. You know no, yeah, I mean? absolutely. So Bears and bulls, Tom. Bears and bulls, bears and bulls. Uh, Wednesday, 31st of July. Thank you very much to the great cricketer. We're very much looking forward to it. So, look, we just thought we'd hang that out there into the uh, sporting universe. Just do with it what you will. Tip our, tip our hat to ourselves a little bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a hat tip to the... To the boys at Hello Sport. Autofellatio, I believe, is the term I was looking for before, which is where you blow yourself. (laughs) All right, so the Cricket World Cup is finished. Um, It's over. Absolutely controversial circumstances that England defeated New Zealand. Well, I think, uh, yeah, look, they did. Aotearoa, obviously, we are proud Kiwis ourselves uh, by birthright. Um, We're New Zealand citizens uh, by default. By default. So it was a disappointing win on the weekend. I think for the punter and the dribbler, it'd be handy if we backtracked back to Thursday night, 7.30pm, when Australia forgot how to play cricket. That's a good point. Now, on the back of the euphoric highs of Wednesday's win, I, like many of my fellow Australians, was of the belief that another famous victory was only around the corner. Yep. A mere hours away from fulfilment. Mm -hmm. But... To my dismay, and to the dismay, Tom, of the punter and the dribbler, mm-hmm. who were as excited as I was for another World Cup final, yep. we found ourselves three for 15 <laughs> and staring down the barrel of one of the great World Cup bed shits, of which it became. I couldn't have been more fucking furious if my life depended on it. I mean, yes, they got some okay nuts, punters, dribblers, but they weren't they weren't world beaters, they weren't jaffers, they, they were- weren't they weren't Ryan Harris first ballers. <laughs> no, no, no. So we can't sit here and defend the nut throwing. In my opinion, it was shit batting from top to bottom, and it capped off what was a poor World Cup. In my opinion, we scraped through on a handful of occasions, but we never lit the world on fire. No, no one went on for huge tons against strong opposition. No. And- Raise the willow with a strike rate of 150 and go and fucking look at us. It was you know just, I mean? no, no. Well, I think the the uh, the benefit of hindsight really uh, was able to illuminate the disappointment the World Cup was because obviously look, with when when we were still alive in the World Cup, it was the greatest World Cup we'd ever performed in. You and know anything's what I mean? possible. And anything's possible. And, and you, know, you know, excitement's Don, still in the air. The Don had you know the Don infu- had, had fused himself with Smudge. We, we we jumped the gun with that because that's certainly uh, well the Don. I think it's all. It was almost as if the Don heard us and goes. Pfft, 
Nah. Yeah. Nah. This bloke's getting too much of a fucking ride up now. Yeah. I'm he was, off. I mean, that's that's to put too much blame on us, but obviously the Don does listen, so it's also not beyond the realms of possibility that the late Don Bradman. Mate, you should see how many listens we've had from heaven. I'll give you that tip, punters, dribblers. On We're actually bigger that, in heaven. Yeah. We're huge in heaven. Yeah. Um, but no, so look, that. The World Cup was a shit heap. Uh, it didn't go like we'd hoped, but I think we also performed pretty well considering, Eddie, we had players in our squad like Glenn Maxwell. Oh, well, I'd, I'd like to go back or up the order one position to Peter Hans. Well, we're talking about that specific game. I would like to talk about across the whole World Cup that Glenn Maxwell didn't do anything the whole World Cup. He might have got a couple of wickets here and there um, as a batsman. Okay, maybe you want to call him an all-rounder. He's not. He got a couple of wickets. Otherwise, from all reports, Eddie, and again, not the X's and O's when I once was, uh, just absolutely went to water when at the implication of a short ball, shit the bed completely. Doesn't like the slower nut either. So, well, I don't think he likes nuts at all. Feel like he's maybe anaphylactic. He spits. He's anaphylactic. He's a spitter. He needs an EpiPen around. The first side of nuts, he swells up. His throat swells up. And that's all she wrote. Now, if you're the greatest, if you are in the top 11 cricketers in the nation, that's not good enough for me. And if you're in the top six batsmen in the nation, then that certainly isn't good enough for me. Um, And he's, I feel like, been picked on hype. I think he's been picked on the fact that he's named Big Show. Yeah, maybe Maybe he'll be big. In the on the biggest show on the planet, which in terms of fifty day cricket, I mean, maybe I'm just going off off what is possible. I'd like to. I'd like. And to, when you look at him, he doesn't score runs ever. Maybe in like the Big Bash, but care eh? I think there needs to be a royal commission into who Matthew Wade has to suck to get into that side. Look, Matthew Wade has done some nasty things to some very important people for him not to be in the side. That's my opinion. The has bloke couldn't score more runs. If he tried. tried. Okay. And then they go ahead on the biggest stage, Edge Baston. Haven't won there since bloody, was it 99 when South Africa fucked up? Quite possibly. Do your own research. I believe it was 99, punters, dribblers. But ever since that moment, we haven't won a game at Edge Baston. That was the, 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 the location of the famous bloody demise when we lost by two runs in 2005, Ashes. Yuck. There's been some fucking awful moments there ever since 99 to be honest. So going into that arena against the Poms, our arch enemy in a semi-final to win our six and deny them to winning their first, which they now fucking have, which just infuriates me because that was the best stat ever. Yeah, but there's an asterisk. Yeah, there is. There is, but you know what I mean? We'll get to the asterisks. Uh, How they pick Peter Hanscom, who doesn't know how to use his feet, is just beyond me. Now, there's great minds in that dressing room and in that selection panel, Tom. There are great minds. For sure. We've talked about the great minds. And to see the selection of Hanscom, a bloke who doesn't know how to bat. Doesn't know how to move his feet, Eddie. That's what's shocking. Well, isn't moving your feet the whole fucking battle? Almost? Well, it's certainly You've a lot of it. you got to get forward to the ball or get back. Was it you and I discussing maybe what we could do for Peter Hanscom to get his feet moving? Like get him on some hot coals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, he, needs uh, to be, he needs to be thrown onto hot coals in a box so he can't escape. So he can't he escape just, and he's just got to move the feet. Get moving. Move the feet. Move the feet. Get him down to a hot Australian beach, middle of summer, 40 degrees, yeah. and just... Get him on the road. Get him on the tar. Get him on the tar, on the black tar. None of that... None of that white concrete on no, the no, black no. tar, 40 degree heat, stinking hot, melting. January, melting, 3 p.m. That's when I want him out there. Could fry an egg on it. Yeah. 
and I want him moving. I want him doing laps. Do it, Throw a beep test on him on bloody hot tar because yeah. that bloke has no idea. He moves his feet, in my opinion, Tom, less than I do. Oh, I mean, crease. yeah. Well, you, I mean, and you're, and you are known for I'm, your lack I'm, of coordination. I'm noted as a person that has no coordination when it comes to batting. Well, just in general, sporting well, it comes wise. to batting, sporting wise, yeah, yeah. almost no coordination at all. And you even might have more. Probably not. That's probably too harsh on Pete, but almost. Well, fuck. Almost as bad. We're in the same league. Put it that way. <laughs> We're in the same league. Okay, and he's supposedly one of the best batsmen in the country. Not from what I could see. Just stays there, flat-footed, and just boop. Hangs his little bat out there to bloody... And he almost got out like a bunch of times before he got out. Mate, of the, of the let's say he faced eight runs. He eight was balls. very lucky on a DRS for a plum on like his first or second ball. And then I think he got three runs and then it was like, all right, thanks for nothing, Peter. He was probably out five times in eight, eight balls. Yeah. Almost. So that, that shocked me, rattled me to my core. And then we arrive at an absolute shellacking. What did we get? 220-something. And then we got beaten they in chased like 30 it. They overs. chased it down in 30 overs with eight wickets in the shed. I mean, just embarrassing. <sighs> That's not the way you want to go, especially against England punters, dribblers. Oh, God. I, wa- I sat up watching the um, that innings, and it was just... It was like watching the bloody Hindenburg go down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we all remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and we all remember that one, punters. It was only like it was yesterday. <laughs> like it was yesterday. <laughs> So then we we arrive at the final, England. What the fuck went on? Yeah, that was a... It took me like two hours to sort of digest it all. I was up watching it live because... Oh, because you get The nature of my employment. Mm. Uh, And so I was up watching... uh, What was it? So, I mean... they. It was a couple over... It wasn't long to go. I reckon I was up for like maybe the last 15 overs... And it was tight though, like you know, it was it was exciting stuff. But you know, you sort of thought New Zealand were going to do it, but obviously, you know, like England were no chance. They were, yeah, they were. England just well, look, Stokes was in there, and and Jason Roy, I think, were in there. Look, Dior on all that shit, but it just didn't look. Like, it was shocking that New that New Zealand was still in it, and it was like, oh my god, this is going to be amazing. Their Poms are going to lose to New Zealand in the final. That's going to be brilliant. And then shit just got real kooky. And the run chase was getting weird. It was getting close. Bolt dropped Stokes. Bolt as well when he was on the perimeter and he stepped back. Yeah, he, he fucked up. Like, bruh. That's a fuck up. As soon as it's in your hand, throw it. I, I mean, you'd you'd love to hear what Trent has to say on the, on the topic, but it's kind of like, I'm sure he's not happy about it. Oh, mate. Trent will be having World Cup nightmares. Uh, but then, obviously, look, uh, we're not going to ha- explain how the whole thing went, uh, but Stokes then... Other than to say... Stokes hit a six, then he got another six of overthrows, which is now being drawn into contention. It then went to super overs, which was fucking amazing. Uh, England got 15 off theirs, and everyone's going, all right, well, thanks for coming, New Zealand, but it looks all, you know, it looks like it's done. New Zealand then get to 15. Guptul, who's done fuck all this entire World Cup, Again, that's just what I'm hearing, Punisher, because I haven't watched any New Zealand games, really. Um, he then gets run out on the final ball, and England win on boundaries, which is just the most ridiculous thing. So, like, and they didn't get more runs. Do you know what I mean? It's a drawn World Cup. So, in my opinion, Punisher Dribblers, and I think this opinion is completely valid. I think everyone has it. It was a tie. Yeah. 
And in my mind, no one won. No one won. You both came second. Okay? Mm. That's my opinion. Yep. No one won. No one scored the most runs. So that's it. Now, would I have been happy with just keep keep fucking playing super overs until someone wins? Of course I would. That's- what are the chances of them tying more than two in a row? I would say statistically highly improbable. And then you've got a winner. To go and lean on boundaries over wickets, as an example, is just fucking ridiculous. It just doesn't make sense. It felt to me, punters, dribblers, it felt to me like they were coming up with that on the run. Now, I know they probably didn't, but it it felt like England were going, okay, now it's a tie after the Super Overs. What statistic are we ahead on? And let's let's just go with that. Yeah. I'll tell you what statistic they'd be ahead on. Uh, Players not born in England. Yeah. Owen Morgan, Irish. Jofra Archer literally was only allowed, I think, to start playing for England like a month ago. He's from Barbados, something, Dior. Uh, ben Stokes, the Kiwi, the turncoat, who actually sunk his nation's hopes. Uh, How does he get out of bed in the morning? It'd be tough, dude. With that with that Maori tattoo on his arm. Yeah, and that ginger red hair and that Kiwi accent. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Show some loyalty to your nation. But I think what we're getting at, punters, dribblers, is that there is an asterisk next to last night's World Cup final. Now, whether you like it or not, that's that's a fact. I wouldn't I wouldn't feel right, Eddie, sitting here talking to the punter and the dribbler and saying in good conscience that England have won a World Cup. No. I just don't um, I can't do it. Well, we've never lied to the punter or the dribbler no. time. And this is not the time to start. Absolutely. This is not the time to start. In times like this, in times of uncertainty, the punter and the dribbler look to us for direction and guidance and we will not start lying to the punter and the dribbler. England to go along with a narrative that's been set by the ECB. No, nope, not doing it. No, nope, sorry. No, not happening. You. Absolutely no chance. Now, it has come out in the uh, the aftermath, punters, dribblers, that they should have got five runs off the overthrow that hit the back at bat and went out for four instead of six. Now, to explain it very briefly, as the ball left the hand... Of the fielder. Of the fielder. If the two batsmen hadn't yet crossed, then it wasn't considered a run yet. Thus, they got five instead of six. Thus, as it played out, they would have lost by a run. Yep. Also, to that point, punters, dribblers, they would have then had to have changed who was at the uh, receiving end. So it would have been their fucking tail ender instead of... At the striker's end, yeah. At the striker's end. So, again, probably advantage New Zealand on that occasion. As it turned out, England have Stolen it. Duplicitous. They've been duplicitous, Eddie. They've been duplicitous. They've stolen a World Cup. Surprise, surprise. I mean, that's if, the only way they can do it, isn't that's it? That's the only way. They've literally stolen the trophy and they're keeping it England. Yeah. That's what they've done, which is a disgrace. But also a, a, a uniquely English move. Put it this way England haven't won a World, a World Cup. Cup final. They've got a World Cup in their cabinet, but they haven't won a World Cup final. No. We've won five. <laughs> I mean, from here, it's just under the ashes. The World Cup is meaningless, and one-day cricket is meaningless for a further four years. Um, looking forward to the ashes, Eddie. Uh, I believe a punter and a dribbler, I can't remember his name, but he reached out, and he wanted us to name our ashes squad, and I said we would, but I also think now is maybe a little too early. Is that fair? 
Well, it starts on August 1st. And then we got like two weeks. Yeah. Well, let's do it in two weeks' time when the dust has settled. It's too soon for this. Everything's too raw. It's very raw. Punish dribblers. The Blues did it. The Blues bloody did it. Origin 3 in the books. Uh, It was... I think everyone can kind of agree the greatest finish to a state of origin game. Queenslanders may say Mark Coyne's tries, but those Queenslanders are just biased fucks. Uh, obviously, it's Tedesco because the Mark Coyne one wasn't for a series clinch. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but it certainly was not a series clinch. And did Queensland score 12 points in the last 10 minutes to you know, level of scores? Yes. Or New South Wales. New South Wales in, in the Mark Coyne situation. But no, alas, punters, dribblers, uh, the game, obviously, uh, probably our worst run with the checky bet. Uh, not 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 important, but certainly worth acknowledging. Um, Look, did we get carried away looking for value? Yeah, probably. Sure. sure. Probably. But you've got to understand, punters, dribblers, and I'm sure you do, but I need to reiterate it that when you are one day out from a decider at ANZ when you've got the better side and you're paying a dollar twenty eight and you haven't won a decider in Sydney since two thousand four, there's a lot of emotion. Shitloads. There's a lot of emotion. Yep. And sometimes you get carried away. Trying and to in- find value. <laughs> And I mean, it's happened to the best of us, getting carried away in those circumstances, looking, searching, trying to uncover value. Absolutely. But we did it for you, the punter and the dribbler. And I think that, by and large, not a bad bet. I will say this. Cameron Murray goes right to, to, to Tommy Turbo instead of left in field. I think that we pile on the points. Because yeah. they would have been out of the match. They would have been points. Yeah. would have been over. And I think then our bet comes off. Yep. So, I mean, blame Cam Munster if you want to blame anyone. Cam Murray. Uh, no, because Cam Munster... Well, you blame Cam Murray... For not throwing it right. Yeah, no, you're right. That's who it is. It's not Cam Munster at all. So apologies to, to, to Cam and his family. Munster, that is. Cam Murray, absolutely your fault. But you played well. Uh, quickest play the ball in the, uh, in the National the Rugby League. Yep, history of the game. Quickest play the ball across the board is Cam Murray. Uh, let's just go through a little rundown, Eddie. Obviously, James Tedesco is as elite as it gets. Now, Best player in the world. Best player in the world. Now, I think we even... That break he made, obviously he scored uh, DOS tries, but in the first half... When we were fucked. When we were absolutely fucked. um, And he basically was bringing the ball back. Nothing on, nothing on. Shimmy, shimmy left, shimmy, shimmy right, shimmy, shimmy left, left, right. Through the line like a seasoned salsa dancer, Edward. Mm. And then makes a clean break down the field. Tackled, we roll forward, Paul Vaughny Vaughan yep. then shows true grit, origin tough stuff yep. to get our try. All off the back of Tedesco. Just a really impressive human being and sort of got us out of trouble then and then got us the try when we needed it. Well, he got us to the half, Tom, because yeah. our first 40 minutes of, of state of origin football were awful. It was disgusting. They were disgusting. Now, if anyone disagrees with that, then you're an idiot. because You're a Queenslander. Well, exactly. Because it was some of the worst football I've ever seen. There was no go forward. No one was stinging for the nut, for the footy, looking to move and bend Queensland through the middle so we could then go wide. It was just shifting it constantly, and it was fucking predictable, and it was awful, and Mm. it was hard to watch. And if you take away Tedesco and his brilliance... We go into the half 8-2 down, and it's a completely different yarn in the second half, in my opinion. Yep. That was the game game changer. There and then. And then we came into the second half, 
Tedesco then scores a try to open the half, Loved running it. over Gay Guy, and throwing, throwing him. him. He threw him 10 metres. 10 to 25 metres, I think. Yeah. Um, Official measurements came in just shy of 20 metres, I believe. I think that was correct. Uh, and then Damien Cook with his little run from dummy oh, half. Nothing good. on. He's good. Bloody in and away on Munster, who's no slouch no at the back. No Munster was, Munster was having a rip-roar of a game. Um, well, it was Munster at his origin best yes. and made him look silly. Yeah, that's it. Munster looked like a goose, a straight-up goose, an origin goose. He looked like an origin goose. And he's usually... An origin line. Yeah, an origin throbber. Yeah. But he looked like a goose. Well, uh, lions typically historically throbbers. Lions. Mm. Well, that's true. Historically, lions have sort of held the mantle of a uh, of uh, throbbing fauna. Yeah, correct. But made to look like a goose on that occasion. Yes. Th- such is the great man Damien Cook's dummy half now. Yes. Fantastic dummy half now. Uh, no one else in the NRL quite like him at the moment in terms of his nous at dummy half. Um, and that try, from there, we sort of thought, okay, we're good here. Here we go. Watch us win. Watch us roll home. Then, obviously, Queensland pulled to Queensland. Maloney had a couple of really shocking Maloney moments. I think he felt like he was playing for Penrith again. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Mm. I couldn't believe what I was watching. That it was, one made me mad. It was awful. To watch, awful to watch. The charge down from old uh, what's his face? Ethan Lowe played well. He did play well. Ethan Lowe had a hell of a game under that pressure. I, well, there was a video clip on the internet, uh, obviously during the week, where it was Ethan Lowe kicking to level the scores at twenty all, and it was said turn, turn the sound up, and it was loud. Oh, like really? the boos were deafening, and the big guy just cool and calm cool as, as a ice. cucumber. Yeah, which. I mean, very cool and calm, the cucumber. They are noted as a, as a cool fruit, would we call the cucumber ready, or is it a vegetable? And I'm assuming there's seeds in it, which from from what I've been led to believe as a young boy up into now a flourishing adult, seeds in things equals fruit. Well, cucumbers grow in the ground, I believe. That's, so I'm going to go vegetable. Is that the, is that the metric? Because well, tomatoes grow from the ground. Yeah, but they're like, I think that, Tomatoes are agriculturally a vegetable, but but the, that's but they're seeds though. But they're but they're a fruit as yes, well. Yes, they they're are both, a fruit. I think. I think it's like they identify as veggies, but they are fruit. fruit. Yeah, yeah. They got seeds. Yeah. Whereas the cucumber, I don't know if it has seeds. See, I I think it does have seeds. I think it absolutely has seeds. Think about in the center of like a slice of cucumber. Are they seeds? Jeez, tough. That's a tough one. Punters, dribbles. Dior. We're not going to waste your time any longer by Googling <laughs> that, but please, Dior, or send in uh, the answer to that question because we aren't sure. Have I lost my train of thought? Yes. Yes, that's all right, though, it's because gone. it's probably good that it was. Um, let's just flash straight forward to the, uh, the match winner, the final try. Now... Um, a lot of people have, I think, rightfully given Mitchell Pierce some credit because when you and I were watching it, we were like, just take the hit up, get to Golden Point, and we'll just work this thing out. Let's not fuck it up from here, you know? Such has been our uh, experience over the, the, the last sort of 10, well, we'd, 12 we'd years ju- with Queensland. We'd just let in 12 points in nine minutes. Yeah. So, of course, I was furious, and of course, I didn't trust any of those dopey pricks out there. <laughs> so, yes, I was begging for the for the hit up. Yes. But, 
I mean, obviously... Credit to Mitch. He saw some space and he threw it to a generational throbber in Tom Dubrovich, who I feel has been lost in the, in well, the plaudits. I, yeah, I think he's been completely lost in the plaudits because I'll give you the hot tip, punters, dribblers. If he didn't have a generational throbber outside of him, this is Mitch Pearce. Son of a tomato farmer. When you when you when Look, he needed the son of a tomato farmer out there. I'll tell you what, because I wouldn't have trusted anyone else to pass it or give that nut to Blake Ferguson to get into his work down the touchline. Not That's just to give appeal. it, draw the man, give it to Blake on the outside and release Blake. In the 79th minute yeah. and change. He released Blake there. He released him. And that's... Because, I mean, Blake almost gets taken out, but he's he's got half a yard on Norman, I believe. It yes. Is. I think he's got half a yard because he's been relieved... Released, rather, by the son of, of a, a tomato, tomato farmer. farmer. A generational throbber, son of a tomato farmer, Tom Trebojevic. Uh, so look, just wanted to give Tom his dues there because yeah, uh, he important. there wasn't enough. Then obviously Blake tiptoes, twinkle toes, dances elegantly down the sideline as Corey Norman. No match for a man with Blake's thighs, the size of Blake's thighs. You know what I mean? Quite a large, large human. I think if you're 110 kilos and you can do a backflip running, it's always going to be tough for anyone to tackle you when you're when you've been released such as he was released by Tommy Turbo. Yeah, mate, I mean, he got released by the son of a tomato farmer, but what he did with it was fucking astounding. Yeah. And yes, that needed a swear word because, yes, it was special. Tiptoes down the sideline and then keeps upright, like stays on his feet to give the nut. A little bit behind Tedesco, but when you're the best in the world, you can adapt. It also probably ended up working out. Yeah, because... Because uh, he sort of had to stop, start. Embi fell over. Yeah, oh, of course. But unbelievable that he stays on his feet and gives that nut. But I want to go back one step further, back to Mitch Pearce. Now, oh, okay. Mitchell Pearce, I reckon, we said it at the night on the night, and I'll say it again, that was the behaviour or the instincts of a man desperate. Down well, to his well, with, last, with nothing else to lose. Nothing else to lose. Except another series. But, like, you know, he was sort but of... But he's already lost seven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he was just like, you know what? It's on the line. Let's have a crack here. Got a chance our arm. Yeah. And chance they did. And win they did. And win they did. And, look, one of the great nights for the state, punters, dribblers. Great night for you and I, Eddie. Uh, certainly... Quite lucky, I would say, that we managed to capture uh, our reactions on camera of yep. one of the greatest moments in Origin history. Oh, keep um, that. Don't delete that. No, no, no. If you haven't seen it, Punish Dribblers at Hello Sport Podcast, we will be releasing another video of just, it's like just essentially the non-footy bullshit diatribe, dribble and yarn, dribble and yarn, mm. dribble and yarn from the rest of the evening. Uh, so that'll be out at some point. If I finish it, which I will, because it's already finished, essentially. Uh, <laughs> um, but one of the other things that was great, and obviously we did our reaction video, but also what uh, we had up on our Instagram was the footage of Napa, Gillette, and Jai Arrow, and I think it was even Lincoln Lewis there, um, the least famous. Unfortunately, is Lincoln Lewis in there? Yeah, Lincoln Lewis is in there. Is he? He is the he's the he's the dude on the end in like a black jacket. Oh Jesus! Yeah, Christ. yeah. So it's all the Queensland. Back to bed, Lincoln. Look, I mean, Link's Wally's boy. If you get fuck, if you get free, bloody. Yeah, I get it. Ringside all, seats. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'd feel weird sitting with the team though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's odd that he's sitting with the team. That's what I'm saying. But like, I know you're the son of a legend, the king of origin. But yeah. You know, are you, are you, you did the emperor of Lang Park. Yeah, but you're not the emperor. No, you're not. 
but anyway, he was there, and the Queenslanders reacting to that try is as beautiful as the try itself because what you see in that moment is what the last 10, 15 years of our lives. What that? Well, that's what 2006 onwards have looked like. Yeah. Except for 2014, which was a statistical anomaly. Yes. Uh, with which we have been over. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go over gonna it again. I'm not going to go over the statistical anomaly anymore. Uh, but we're back. That's two in a row. Two in a row. In Three a row. looks Three looks very likely. Three looks au fait accompli, if I can use a term that I don't really understand. But I'll I think look- it means basically in the bag. If I'm looking at it, Tom, right? If I'm actually looking at it, like, honestly. Yep. And this is, this is, I mean, punters and dribblers. This isn't hyperbole? Of, no, this isn't hyperbole. And I'm not, I don't think I'm exaggerating either. I honestly think that New South Wales is very, very likely to win five series in a row. Yep. Three more. At least. I would say as a minimum. That's conservative at best. Uh, that's early estimates. Uh, well, the earlier estimates are in. And they obviously have to be a little conservative because you have to sort of leave room for yeah, less, less conservative estimates yeah. to roll in. And for those conser- – you don't want to sort of – you don't want to go off too hard. You don't want to blow your origin load, as it were, no. with estimates. No, I'm not going to... No, not with the early estimates, punters, dribblers. No. Of which we have. All right, brothers, sisters, mums and daddies, if you haven't had your biltong, then, I mean, that's a problem. And the podcast this, this week is brought to you by Bareback Biltong. Correct. All correct. All correct. You had your biltong? I had my biltong for breakfast. Uh, I've been substituting my cereals for biltong. Is that like meal replacement? Yeah, and I've I've gone to another level in terms of your built-on consumption. In terms oh, of intellect. intellect, yeah. So we're thinking this is almost helping your mental game as well. Uh, it's brain food, punters, dribblers. Wow, brain food. Two times five, ten. Five times five, twenty-five. Boom. Thank you, punters, dribblers. There you go. Bareback Biltong at barebackbiltong.com.au. <laughs> now, the Gold Coast Titans, Edward. Yeah, obviously the glamour club of the NRL, uh, you know, on the uh, the glitter strip, that is the Gold Coast. The uh, veritable, uh, sorry, the uh, the proverbial black hole for sporting franchises in this great nation of ours, the Bermuda Triangle, almost. Nothing seems to be able to survive there. I was listening on the radio on the weekend about what the go is with the Gold Coast Titans. Well, teams up there mm. from an AFL and NRL perspective. Or the uh, ill-fated A-League yeah. team. Is that apparently it's like the fastest growing area in Australia, the Gold Coast, right? Mm-hmm. So population explosion for the uninitiated. Yes. But... Although the population is exploding, very little corporate money up there. Okay? So hard to generate coin for which to spend on, you know, hospitality and the team. Right. You know, game day experience and players and kit and all that shit, right? Right. So that's why they've had their money problems. Is it a real real sort of cash economy up there? You know, ecstasy... Uh, uh, yes. Cocaine, yes. horses, yes. illicit black market, illicit black stuff. market stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. my feeling. Yeah. That's my understanding of it. Yeah. So a lot of undercover, under uh, sort of black market yeah, coin yeah, yeah. up there, which unfortunately has not been washed through the Titans organization. 
probably look at that potentially as something to generate some uh, some third party deals for their players. Well, I mean, like, couldn't you get uh, like a Titans logo on a nice pill? You know what I mean? A nice pill press with a Titan. Well, on what it. I'm I'm th- I'm thought I'm sort of thinking of it as you know third party deals, third party sponsorship, a big uh, an attractive piece of the puzzle yep. in order to attract talent. Yeah. Could we start play, paying players that go there and ping us perhaps? Well, certainly because then it's like, you're not only are you giving them something that has, uh, well, it's tangible. It's, it's got a, it's tangible and it's got a, it's got a, a really, uh, sort of rock solid street value, mm. but also what is wrapped up in this Eddie? And this is actually where I think it's genius. Your idea is that it also then acts as a little bit of a foot in the door to work post career so it's like here is six hundred dollars worth of ecstasy and now we're gonna get you to sell it so yeah now you've got a player with uh you know not only are we giving you a tangible asset a tangible asset but we're also creating the next generation of entrepreneur that's it and helping you start your own business the tools to succeed yes ecstasy maybe uh so you give them some pills or maybe you give them the ingredients get them cooking Maybe a free pill press. You get a pill press in there, Eddie, with, you know, your Titans logos on there, or maybe even their jersey number. Look, you can make bespoke. You can, you I mean, can bespoke pills. I mean... Well, if you've got the press, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's all up to it's you. It's all up to you from what we hear. Now, look, it may sound silly on the face of it, but I just think that with, with the lack of corporate dollars... In the market. You have to think outside the box. You've got to look outside the box if, if you want to stay in the market. That's my feeling. I think all the numbers, all the data suggests that. And not to get too analytical, punters, dribblers, but if the money's right, it makes sense. If it makes dollars, it makes sense. And there's, as we said before, the prices of ping has is, is been consistent for... Now, obviously, not that I've had them, but obviously... As consistent as you like. I've heard the price of pingers has been almost the same for, what, 10, 10 yeah. 12 years? As certain as taxes, punters. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those commodities that just, you know, you can set your watch to the price of pills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, MDMA is a different story, and maybe that's more for your marquee player. That's Look, I mean, we're not going to get into it. Cocaine's so- probably for your origin representative. If you're getting them selling that sort of stuff. That's, I think, for the player that really, uh, you know, you've got either big raps on, Eyes of the Future, or one that's already a cut and dried Coke dealer. And so, you know, you're getting them sort of straight, you know, you're paying top dollar for them and you're going to have to foot a lot of cocaine. Now, obviously, that is a way to pay players, but you can't force anyone to coach that shit heap. Now, what you can do is they've binned Garth Brennan, Vale Garth. From a football sense, Vale. Yes, she's still with course. us. Um, thank God. <laughs> but Vale, Vale from a football sense. Uh, thank God, she's still with us. <laughs> <laughs> so Garth's been given the ass. Yeah, tough, tough break. Them's the breaks. Uh, he was on a hiding to nothing because the team's a pile of shit. But. So bad is the Titans that it's seen as... Uh, Didn't you have them in your top eight? I think you did. 
now just look, wanted to say nah, look, I mean, look, who can remember that far back, punters, dribblers? And who could have predicted Ash Taylor's bed shit? And, you know, I mean, you know, Tyrone Peachy's struggle to sort of assimilate into the Gold Coast culture or, you know, things of that nature. Ash, I've said Ash Taylor already, haven't I? Anyway, moving on, punters, dribblers. <laughs> Such is the shithole in the Poison Charles that is the Gold Coast Titans, Eddie, that even like coaches that are looking to coach in the NRL are sort of saying, uh, like Kevy Walters, like Walters, Kevy Walters, origin coach has been so vocal about his desire to coach uh, at NRL level. It's been his dream, Eddie, since he played, right? He's gone into coaching. His dream is to coach the NRL. And he comes a job with a Queensland club and he's just gone, nah. Look, it's, it's interesting because... They must just be the biggest pile of sh- of shit behind the scenes for him to turn down that job because that's all he's ever talked about. And then, as you know, rumors started to come out that they were going to sack old Garth. He started to get on the front foot or or start to speak very passionately, bit passionately about you know his journey with Queensland yeah. and how he wants to take him back to a winning team and they're in a transition period now and he wants to take him back to greatness he started getting on the front foot with a lot of that language yeah and it was right around the time when everyone was going Garth's got the going to get the bin because he obviously looks at the Titan and goes no thank you Nuh-uh. that's not the job I want I no. do not want that job I think a lot of first grade coaches just go you, that can't be helped up there. I think Garth they Brennan, don't have the systems in place or the money, as we've talked about, to to attract big players. That has to be it because if you're an elite coach, Tom, like uh, like a Bellamy, Trent Robinson, like a Bellamy, Bellamy, like a Bellamy, like Bellamy could go up there if he had all the tools at his disposal and had completely con- had complete control of the team. He could go up there and they'd win football matches. Sure. And they'd go to the finals 100%. And if he took, took the right talent up there with him, they'd win the comp over time. So what I want to understand is, does does Kevy not back himself? Or is there something else at work? No, it's a pile of shit. And it's like, I think it's one of those things where you go... That's like, what I'm saying, must be. It is a pile of shit. I feel sorry for Garth a little bit. Firstly, Garth, great rugby league name. Not enough Garths in the NRL if you're asking me, Eddie. But Garth has gone there as a rookie coach. All the hype from me was, I think, coaching in the lower grades at Penrith. And now, I don't want to say that he'll never coach in the NRL again, but like, well, mate. when you go and have an absolute shit show of a couple of years like that and then get sacked from the Titans, like... Where do you go to from there? It's Super League, maybe. I think Kevy is an astute operator with a lot of smart minds around him have gone, listen, mate. Don't do it's it. It's a huge risk because it's it's rocks or diamonds, really. If you have a shocker, you may never recover. But if you go in there and take them to the finals, turn the club around, you'd have a coaching career forever in the NRL for the next 30 years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But so not it worth is, it. It's rocks or diamonds, though. I tell you what, though, there are enough NRL clubs that are shit in the bed to just Cool your jets. So well, Dean, you Pay, Dean Pay can't be around for much longer, can he? Dean Pay, look, I mean, they had a good win against the Knights on the weekend, but you wouldn't think Dean. Now, Dean's, Dean's one a good of those. Dubbo boy, so I'm not here to bash Dean. No, you're not I'm, here just, to... I'm just thinking, like, yeah. realistically, yeah. has he got a whole long lot, lot going on? Now, Dean um, 
is one of the only coaches that looks like the uh, mascot of the team he coaches. He looks like a sad dog. Yes, he does. He looks like a sad bulldog. He still looks like a sad bulldog uh, when he sits up in the coach's box. He's big puppy dog eyes uh, and a constant look of sadness on his face, which I can only assume is because his team is not good. Uh, but certainly Dino could go. I remember contracts mean nothing, so it's like if your team's not going well, there's the door, bro. Now, they did just re-sign Mary McGregor at the Dragons, but the Dragons suck all of the dicks. Oh, they've been awful. Um, awful. So it's not like you've it's got. It's not like Kevin couldn't pop realistically, up somewhere. There's three teams. Well, there's definitely one in the Titans, but Dogs and St George very likely. Well, Mary not so much the Dragons. He just got re-signed, but I mean, like you never know. Your though, team. Though. He's got a team. Yeah, but, but, team's if, too good to be but that. Even bad. if you wait another year, if they have another shocker next year. Sure, but they'll have to be paying Mary out. So it's like, do you... Well, how many years did he sign for? Five, maybe. Are you serious? I'm not sure, actually. Jesus we should probably look that up God. because I feel like they... Maybe it was two or three, but for some reason I thought they... Maybe it was... Maybe Ivan's who they signed for five. But, I mean, it's tough as well because there's not many jobs, bro. There's not many jobs. No. They don't come up that often and there's a lot of competition. Like, if Cameron Smith retires at the end of the year and decides he wants to start coaching, he's in front of everyone. Yes, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we'll get to Cameron. So, like, there's a position that's already gone. Yeah, because Cameron could actually, like, he's spoken Mate, if he, about. If he if he goes, I want to coach next year, he'll get a job. Yeah, hundred percent. Whatever, whatever club. Two more seasons, McGregor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, easily. So, easily. I mean, you've got it's it's a sad indictment on the old Titans when Coach Kevy, you know, decides to bin a lifelong dream to make sure that he avoids you guys. That's tough. That's very tough. And um, there were rumours saying that Jai Arrow, their best player by a country mile, might want to leave. Tough. Then Freddie was calling for him to relocate. I think they should relocate. To Brisbane. Well, yeah. Brisbane or somewhere. Like, just get them out of Gold Coast. Because the AFL team sucks as well. The Suns are horse shit, and they're asking for more preferential draft picks. And it's like, mate, we can't just keep giving you draft picks, and then you guys just buy these... You, get, you draft these good young players... And then they play with you for two years because they have to, and then they get the fuck out of there. Like, you guys are no good. We're going to have to probably bin you as well. I don't see any re- – I don't know why they wouldn't just move a second team to Brisbane. Not a not a big deal. Nah. Or move the Gold Coast Titans to Brisbane. Yeah, they should. How there isn't two teams in Brisbane is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. There's as many – think about this. I was thinking about this in the car. There's as many NRL teams in Brisbane as there are AFL teams. And yet there's eight in Sydney. Or like, New you know what I mean? Yeah. And Brisbane is a rugby league town. They don't even know how to spell AFL. They fucking love it. Yep. And it's just shocking to me. It's shocking. Anyway, punters, dribblers, I wanted to finish rugby league on this note. Cameron Smith, it'd be remiss of us not to, to, to congratulate the great man on his 400th. Tip the hat. We'll be tipping our hat because 400 games in the NRL in the middle at hooker, making 40 tackles a game is just ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculous. Never been done. It's ridiculous. And he got 100 super coach points. I know he did. In his 400th game. Of course he did. And they scored 40 points. Yeah. And he kicked nine of eight yeah. or eight of nine, I think. No, I think it was nine of eight. <laughs> Such is the man. Such is the man. Such is the man. So congratulations to Cameron uh, Goat, obviously. Yep. Not the greatest footballer, but the, the most... But the greatest. But the greatest. Yeah. You're the greatest, but not the greatest. Footballer. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I think it does. Like, the punter know, and the dribbler get that. Yeah, everyone, I think everyone gets it because everyone kind of gets it. They go, yeah, look, he's obviously the greatest because of all these records. You're not the greatest. But it's not, it's not, it's not the right time for us to tell you no, that. No. You're great. Congratulations, Congratulations on 400, Cameron. Now, did hear that the feud with Kronk was, is still alive and well because he had he invited like a bunch of people Heard that. down for like a special gala dinner for Cam, such as the event and such as uh, the fanfare that it deserved. But Cooper was not on the invite list. Well, perhaps it clashed with his um, playing commitments. When did the Roosters play? They played Sunday, so he wouldn't have been able to go. No, he could have gone. He could have? I think it was a midweek dinner. Oh, it wasn't on. It, it wasn't, wasn't on Saturday Saturday. No, no, it was like I think it was a midweek dins to come down celebrate Cam. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for your help. Isn't that sad? He he mentioned him straight away after the game. Uh, when he did, was interviewed. I oh, think. did he have a speech? Sort of. Yeah. I, I was I was absolutely intoxicated, so I did not. I and I watched. Oh, it. and then he mentioned him. I think on the four hundred. The TV spe- one hour TV special they had on Fox Oh, did you watch it? It was great. Was it good? Yeah, it was fantastic. That better be on KO, as I assume it will be, and I will watch that at some point. But look, very sad that that feud's still going. Anyway, Caro. Eh? Yeah, I also don't mind. Like, don't it's care. not. It's not a. But you know, Caro. Caro. Uh, congratulations, Cam. Kevy, stay the hell away from the Titans. Tom, talk to me, Ed. Would you uh, just would you talk to me? Yeah, would I'll you talk ch- to you. chuck me the water as well while you while you're at it? Because I'm uh, while I talk to you. Yeah, well, just pour me. I out just some wanted water. to I'm say. I just fuck. wanted to say how fucking annoyed I am uh, again, and I need to vent once more. Yeah, I vented already about England. I now must vent about Wimbledon. Yep. Now, obviously, Tom and I will apologise to no man for being the like just the most. Passionate Federer supporters. Unqualified, unwavering. Because he's the GOAT for obvious reasons. As the man approaches 38, he was in his... Uh, he was chasing his 21st slam, punish yeah. dribblers. His ninth Wimbledon. Uh, and just for him to have two championship points against Djokovic and to lose just fucking pisses me off. Yes. It does. It it's just upsetting. infuriates me. Because it's like Djokovic just does that. He just... He can... He can... He can win those... Unbelievably tense points. Yeah. When you've got to save two championship points on your on Federer's serve as well. Federer was serving. Oh. And it just makes me sick to my stomach. That bloody Djokovic. And you know what the thing is? And look, not knocking Djoko, obviously a friend of the show, uh, great, great tennis player. But Djokovic is starting, Eddie, and it's only early, but he is starting to make s- some goat sounds. That I'm hearing. Just when he's hitting the ball, a couple of like, ah, where I'm like, is mm. that a goat? Mm. He does. I'm not sure if that is a goat. It certainly sounds like a goat, like almost like a goat's voice is breaking. Djokovic has now beaten him in three Wimbledon finals. Yeah. It's 3-0 in mm. Wimbledon finals. Now, he's got 16. 16. He's got 16. Nadal, 18. Federer, 20. It's getting very interesting. Yes. If I'm a betting man, and I am, I'm, I'm looking long and hard at Djokovic. Yes. Going, he's every chance. Sounding very goatish. Very goatish. Every bit, a little bit. Of, ah, Will ah, I ever admit he's the goat, no. even if he has more slams? Of course not. No. Am I an idiot? No. Absolutely not. But, I mean, the man has now got 16 slams, 
and he's won every Masters tournament there is. What's which, he sound like? Which Federer and Djokovic haven't done. What's he sound like? Uh, Nadal, rather. What's he sound like? Can you give us a little bit of a... What's the sound that... I, I want to hear if you understand what I mean when I'm saying goat sounds. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, what is it? Can you give us a little goat sound? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Sorry, bro. I was just trolling you there. <laughs> yeah, I know you were. I exactly what you're doing. Hilarious. <laughs> but, look, disappointing. Really disappointing. It was disappointing. I've been, but thinking, also, about, I've been thinking about it all day, punters, dribblers. I can't get it out of my head. I'm like, fuck, what if Federer just converts one of those championship points? Well, and he's I was been like, thinking And then I was like, fuck, what if Stokes' bat wasn't in the way? Wasn't there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's There's just, all these what ifs. Those two what ifs really, really annoy me. They really piss me off. Well, like what? I haven't been able to shake them. I can't. No. I don't know why. They've just for some reason they've been drilled into my brain ever since I woke up. Really fucking annoyed me. Yeah. Well, they're two shit results to wake up to. You know what I mean? It was like Origin was great. If New South Wales had lost the Origin, Eddie, it would have been an absolute nightmare of a week for you and I. But but luckily enough, uh, that was the uh, oh thank the saving grace as it thank were. Thank God for that. Um, but now look, it was a bit look a hell of a game, hell of a game of tennis. At least that Federer, I like longest longest Wimbledon final in ever. History. I, I like that Federer is because a lot of the times in recent history, Djokovic and and Rafa have been so good that whenever Federer would come along, come up against them, they'd kind of just wipe him. Yeah. And you go, oh, Federer's just, he's still getting to these, like, you know, semis and quarters and finals, but he's just getting wiped by by Nadal and Djokovic. Whereas now, he's beaten Rafa and he's taken this thing to a five set, losing two championship points, but, like, he's still very much up and about. Now, question that I heard someone say, is this, is it because these guys are just absolutely without doubt, better than everyone else in the world, which obviously they are, right? But is it because they are so elite and so good and so far ahead of the talent, or is it also that like the 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 rest of tennis isn't that good? Well, I think it's two, it's two things. It's certainly that you've got the three greatest players of all time who just refuse to quit, yes. refuse to quit, look after their bodies extremely well in fantastic Nick, particularly Federer as he approaches, you know, fucking 40 years old which mm. in tennis terms is just ludicrous mm. but this the next generation of of tennis player are no good yeah now i don't want to hang shit on the great leighton hewitt but like <laughs> when he was winning slams sampras was on the way out and there was that real lull like david now bandian was making finals yeah, you yeah. know what i mean mark Philippoussis made a couple like it was a real lull there and then federer sort of came in and worked into his game now after uh, Gaston Gaudio, I think that's how you pronounce his name. French Open 2004. Since then, there's been the big four or the big three, Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, have won all the Grand Slams. Yeah. Uh, so Vavrinka's, since 2004, Vavrinka's won three, uh, Murray's won three. Del Potro's won one. Del Petro's won one and Chilich has won one. That's In it? In that whole time frame. That's it? Yeah. It's ludicrous. Ludicrous. Yeah, right. And that... Trend continues, punters, dribblers. Like, no one from the next generation has mustered anything. They haven't even made a final. Like, your Zverovs and your Kyrgios yeah, 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 and yeah. your fucking... Sitsipas. Yeah, yeah, they've done nothing. Well, did Sitsipas make the final? 
Oh, you, you know, and the next uh, baby Federer, Dimitrov. I mean, where's he gone? He's done I mean, nothing. Yeah. He, he got knocked out in the first round. I mean, they're all clowns. <laughs> they can't hold a candle to the big three. And that's why they keep playing. And that's Federer said it a million times. He's like, mate, they're not on our level. Like, we may as well just hang around and just cherry pick slams until we're 50. <laughs> like, that's what's Why happening. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Like, if you're still if you're still able to... It's like when people talk about when's he going to retire, it's like, well, fuck, by, by this standard, not for a while. Because he's literally just pushed the greatest tennis player on the planet to five sets and could have won it twice. I tell you what's sta- scary, punters, dribblers. I will just... I just... I want to get this up. I want to get this up. Now, Leighton Hewitt is 38 years old. Holy shit. Right? Born on the 24th of February, 1981. Federer is... Give me a sec. Yeah. Federer is 37, 38 in August. So he's six months younger than Hewitt... And I can't remember the last time Hewitt hit a tennis ball. Like, no, Hewitt retired a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. But he hasn't been in the picture slams no. wise since he lost the Australian Open final to Murat uh, to Safin. Murat Safin in two thousand and five. Right, such is the longevity of, of the, Federer's yeah. career. He's still contesting the Wimbledon final, well, and he's at and thirty-seven, he's six, thirty-eight years old. Thirty-seven and a half, thirty-eight in August. Call him thirty-eight. Oh, mate, he's, if it's in August, he's thirty-eight. Do you know what I mean? Isn't that ridiculous? Well, long may it continue, eh? Because it's not like there's any of the younger guys that you really give a shit about. It's not like any of the younger guys where you're like, oh, wow. No, I couldn't, couldn't care Except less. King Curios. Sub yeah. King. Sub, bruh. Sub King Slay No, King. I'd like to see you in a slam, bruh. Love to see you in a slam, King. Ben Simmons might be dogging the nation. Yep, heard that. That's a little disappointing. I think that's the 76ers going, look, you want one of those new contracts? you'll be binning the world championship. Yeah, I know. But like, surely Ben can go, oh yeah, well, if you want me to play, then you're just going to let me because otherwise I can go anywhere. Yeah, I get that. I would like Ben to spend an off season working on his jump shot. Sure. No, that's true. And maybe that's what it is. Hey, Ben, learn to shoot. And then the Olympics next year. Is it next year? 2020? Dude, I tell you what happens when you get... Tokyo 2020. When you get a little bit older, Eddie. And obviously you're, you're, you know... We're largely the same age, so this is not me talking to you. It's maybe the punter and the dribbler, maybe the, the the more junior punter and dribbler. But when you start to rack up Olympics, you really start. You're like, Jesus Christ, dude! It's another Olympics. Like that's a it's a it's a way to really make you feel like you're getting on. I've been around. I remember the Sydney Olympics, and it was like, wow, an Olympics. I'm ten or eleven. This is weird. I don't remember this. And for Atlanta, I was fucking. I tell you what's. Attention. I tell you what's weird. I tell you what's weird. Sydney was your third Olympics in your life. Yeah. 92, 96, yeah. 2000. And Tokyo will be your... I mean, you're, you're the mathematician here. Wait, so you went Four, uh, five, Athens, six, China. Seven, eighth. What was it? So it went It'll s- be your eighth. Athens, Beijing. London. London. Rio. Rio Tokyo. Tokyo. 
Where does the time go? Where does the time go? Look, punish dribblers. This you, look. If you're still listening now, yeah, we're, we're petering like, out. Like, like I mean, this is. If you're still listening, then you have. As we count Olympic games <laughs> since Tom was fucking born. I mean, if you're still with us, this is this tip is, of the hat. Yeah, tip of the hat to you. you are some. You are some real, real. Uh, as Tom and I, as Tom and I venture over the hour mark, which now at an hour seven, we we. We tend to peter out. We tend to peter out. We uh, we don't really have much else to talk about, which is good because if we did, it would feel forced. Um, much like the Olympics yarn you just heard. Uh, <laughs> but Ben Simmons dogging the nation, but if he does develop a jump shot, it won't be in vain because, as Eddie has just told me, the Olympics are coming up in 2020. And as we just told you, that will be his eighth. My eighth. And my eighth as well. And Eddie's eighth as well. Which is a nice bit of synergy here, despite the fact that I am three years his senior, or maybe two. <laughs> You'd have to deal that one. Punters Dribble has been another great show. Really loved having you on board. Um, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Going to put up a video on our, in- our IGTV of uh, our little origin podcast. Um, before we go, could we give a couple of shout outs to some uh, cunts who have left reviews? Yeah. Have you got them on your phone? Mm, yep. So, Punish Dribblers, obviously like, subscribe, five stars on your uh, your Apple podcast or whatever it is that you, uh, you use. But we thought it might be nice to just read a couple of reviews. Obviously, auto fellatio uh, to start and finish the podcast. So we'll read a couple of good reviews from some punter dribblers. We'd like you to continue to do this, and if they're good, we'll read them out. If they're funny, we'll read them out. Um, Edward, take the floor. Outstanding analysis, fellas. Checkies are well and truly out, baby. Here's to 250 in the bank bra bag soon. Who's that? That's from Smallcock Throbber 69 <laughs> <laughs> This is from Throbbers. These two couldn't make sport entertaining from couldn't make sport more entertaining from any angle possible. Not afraid to tackle the big issues on and off the field. I think it was recently voted Time Magazine's top podcast in the world. Dior, love that. Who is that from? Uh, th- throbbers, love it. Oh, but then there's other names. So Fanger Nine could be the great Fanger. Oh, that's it, the great Fang, uh, the great uh, bloody Nick Phipps. Sixty nine. Your mum was the one before that. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, two blokes who couldn't get more engaged in a yarn if they tried. Quick witted, very funny, and angular sarcasm. And on top of everything, it's a great insight into actually what's actually going on within the sporting world. If only they covered American sport a bit more. He he. Oh, is that uh, fucking uh, all day? <laughs> <laughs> Not negotiating with terror, no, bruh. Love the pod, but has fueled my biltong addiction that I thought I'd got on top of. Just finished off some smoked chili. Send these boys more samples, bareback. That is yeah. Early. Shout out to bareback Billy. Uh, what else have we got here? A full thro- <laughs> at full throb when this podcast comes out every week. The only place to get your sports news. Well, there you go. You get the you get the gist, punters, dribblers. Like, subscribe, five stars, leave a review. It helps in some way. I'm not 100 percent sure what it does, but it helps in the podcast algorithms. Obviously, we're top of the heap anyway, so we don't need it. But it'd be nice. It would be nice. It would be nice, punters, dribblers. Because be also, nice. we'll just read them. You know, Sunday hungover scat. Eddie will roll over and you know pick up the phone. 
get to Apple Podcasts and just start flicking through reviews, and it helps him get it helps him sort of rise to the occasion. That's right. Couple of five star generals, beer soon. There you go. That's that sort of stuff. That sort of stuff. Love it. Love, Love it. it. Love it. All right, Kurtley Bill, please reach out uh, at Alice Podcast on Instagram, and uh, that's about it. Bye bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>